Welcome to the Pros on Fire podcast, a show for event pros hosted by two renowned DJs. Listen as industry leaders share their stories, wins, and losses to help fuel your fire. Here are your hosts, Troy Adams and Rasis Batsuli. Welcome to the Pros on Fire podcast. I am Troy. Troy. And with me, the the amazing, the talented, the wonderful, the refreshed, refreshed. Rossis Batsuli. My man, Troy. What's up, man? I'm I'm happy to have to be on another episode of the Pros on Fire podcast, which is on fire to fuel your fire. But I am refreshed. Coming off a vacation, me and Troy both. Um, spent some time on the beach last week, but I'm I'm feeling fantastic. But it's not about me this episode. It's about our guests. And we have someone special on the show today. Troy, do you want to introduce the wonderful awesomeness? Troy has a great way with words. So I want him to kind of flick it. Well, no drum roll. We're both DJs. So it's like we're at a concert. Like flick it, flick it, flick it, flick it. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing... The I one would, and only Crystal Govan. Wiki Wiki. That's what everyone comes up to us, right? As DJs. Like, Don't you, you do the Wiki Wiki? The Wiki Wiki. Even though it doesn't really make that sound. But yeah, yeah ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Crystal Govan, owner of Fab Created Events Fab. here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Crystal, hand clap, cyber applause. Thank you. What, yes. y'all, could, what y'all couldn't hear is like to kick off the show, We she actually counted us down. Yes, hear that, but she is fabulous in everything she does. It was the best yes. five count I've ever heard. It was fat. Yes, it was Troy. I Anytime agree. Anytime you want somebody to do a five count, just call me. I got you. We got you. I, we got you. Well, well, today, Crystal is going to be. We're going to be talking about branding, on the how to create brand advocates, and I think. Yes, branding, we could talk about business cards, we could talk about websites, but I think one of the things when me and Troy was talking about the guests on our show, we were talking about how particular people have a consistency in their brand and it comes through to their clients and and just makes them look like superstars. And I, and we definitely thought about Crystal and, and how, you, how your brand is consistent and not just in the brand assets, but how you treat your clients, the clients that you choose to service and the vendors that you surround yourself uh, with and all that great stuff. So um, we thought you would be fantastic. So I want to go ahead and kick off the podcast and ask you this first question, especially for that person that really doesn't understand how to, you know, what does branding mean to them? What direction do they go in? Is it just about the business cards? But my first question here is how would you describe what brand your brand means or branding specifically talking about you? So first, let me say thank you to Troy and Cease for inviting me to do this. I was actually, before this started, I was telling them, I was like, why'd you guys choose me to do this? So, um, but they explained it. I guess I get it. And so we'll roll with it. Well, roll, so, roll. Well, but hold on. Before you answer, tell them, tell them more about you. Cause I think I only told them about your company, but I didn't tell them about how you started. Tell them a little bit about um, who you are. And he's doing all this on purpose, y'all, because uh, he knows I hate to talk about myself. <laughs> on um, the spot. <laughs> so um, my background is I got into planning. My background is actually in corporate planning. I worked for um financial um, corporation in Charlotte for 16 long years. Wow. Um, and at the last, probably the last eight years um, I spent as a meeting and events planner for the anti-money laundering sector Whoa. of the bank. So oh, I said the bank, well, you know. And so, um, 
Um, I actually started planning by volunteering with the corporation when the um, things like when the CIAA first came to Charlotte, huh. the bank was the official sponsor. And yeah. I volunteered, I actually volunteered to help with the events. Oh, and wow. That's how I got started. And that led to me being able to put it on my resume and it landed me a job. So, and that's wow. how I actually got into the whole events arena. Recession hit. Um, I was not going to be the girl they called in the office for the 15 minute meeting to say, give me back mm. your badge and your laptop. Yeah, I wanted I to have some other eggs in a basket. So that's what I did. So I started my own event planning company only could do weddings because corporate or corporate or social stuff would have been a conflict of interest. But mm. that's how I fell into weddings. Wow. And then when that day did come where they asked me for the laptop and the badge and I denied the meeting. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it went in on my own terms, but I was ready. So um, I, I gave them back. I gave them back, um, gave them back that stuff. And I never looked back. Uh, wow so they really did call you in for the meeting that they you... really did call me for the meeting after i got a promotion wow. <laughs> do, do but it you, was all good it was all good do, do you feel like any of your corporate influence played a part in your branding as a company or did you have any spillover a hundred percent a hundred percent i think that I, I definitely um don't regret any of that um that helped me start the business um hugely and it, it anchored me in so many ways um and i use a lot of stuff it's kind of crazy when you're working an eight to five well really you know corporate in america is really not eight to five mm. but when you're working um so much you're always like i'll never do this again i'll never do this if i work for myself and i find myself um all the time using things that we use in corporate america um, in my own business I mean, we used to do things like four blockers and I hated four blockers <laughs> and I found myself using them now for my oh, own business, wow. for goal setting and things like that. So, yeah, so absolutely. And I mean, a lot of relationships that I made in corporate America now um, spill over because I use a lot of the same vendors I use then. I use huh. now. So it's oh, the same wow. Thing. wow. Well, leading into the question that I asked you prior to asking about your history, how would you describe your brand? What, what does brand mean to you and i think we have these discussions about the differentiation of certain vendors in our market but what what does that mean to you yeah so i think i think that's a, a loaded question okay. and i think depending on who you ask you're going to get so many different answers mm -hmm. um a lot of people view branding as materials business mm -hmm. cards marketing mm -hmm. materials things like that i view branding as how you holistically look at your business Correct. how does it look from end to end how do i want my business to look on the outside but not only how i want it to look making sure how it looks is how i actually deliver to mm -hmm. so making sure that those core values that i've set up for my business that we're actually executing on those two so branding to me is i mean the business cards the marketing thing is all great yeah you need it but at the end of the day i need to know that my client they they feel they have a feeling when they leave me. Good they word. Feel good. good word. Yes. That, that's what I want. Them, great that I have a great logo. That's real cute. Right. But at the end of the day, how did I make them feel when they left me? Right. She said a very good word because uh, my business coach and I were talking and he likes to bring up Apple. 
and how it's not just about the look, but it's like how you feel and the, how you feel when you're holding that box of whatever you bought from Apple. And if you're an Android person, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, like how you feel and the lines from the iPhone. And I say that because, you know, we all we're in, you know, we're in the events industry and we know that certain uh, event professionals maybe don't do the best job in our consistent of maybe gossiping or consistent of this and they don't know that that's part of their brand that's what we think of them that's we may feel a certain way about that so that word feel is so huge in our in our industry when you're talking about branding so wow i'm glad that you touched on that that's a that's actually a great word i think to transition to the next question branding is personal so obviously obviously uh, you know, uh, to me, a brand is, is what somebody wants to convey personally. And as you said, you're going to get a bunch of different answers, answers from a bunch of different people. But what are some things you think that in our industry, in the wedding and event industry, some things that a brand should convey? And again, I know that's a dicey question because it's a personal thing to people. Mm-hmm. But what are some things, I guess, another way you could say it, or what are some things that uh, that are well, that, that are, uh, um, you know, well-received or successful uh, often seen in our industry from a branding perspective? Yeah, so I, I think you're right. I think it is very much of a individual thing. Um, but as a planner, when I'm looking at vendors and different event, um, different event industry people, organization is a big thing. Yeah. Organization is big. Communication is big. Mm. Um, how you actually, how you're presenting yourself like when I really see you, <laughs> mm. not on social media, mm. when I really meet you, how, how do you present yourself? Um, I, I think, I think that's big. Um, also, and I think we'll touch on, we could touch on this later um, for the events industry, because it's so different. Diversity is huge. Yes. So what, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, so those are the big things that uh, I think that we need in the events industry when it comes to branding. If that makes any sense. No, that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm feeling a little guilty because I'm sitting here wearing a hat, looking looking like a, a with my rustic barn backdrop. No one <laughs> can see this, of course, thank God, because I feel like I look country and not refined right now. No, but that's nice. you. But no, I, you know, I tell people all the time, I want to see people in their organic and their organic selves. I don't want to see anything. I like you in your, if you are a hat and a barn type of guy, well then I like that. That's cool. Yeah. That's who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I think people miss that. They always think you have to be so refined and very, very yeah. polished yeah. and all that. And that's, if that's not who you are, no, that's, yeah. then that's okay. That's definitely well, not me. Let, let me, I'm going to play angel's advocate right quick, though, uh, because we're on a topic of branding and we're talking about feel. And when we're talking about, of course, logos, all that is just uh, brand assets. But it's, it's it goes back to who you are when you show up. That's consistent. And I will say about you, Crystal, is that your brand has a very and I know you you fight me on this a, a, a little bit, but you have a upscale brand to you like that. Um, uh, the events that you've done have a very, what is the word? I know someone out there yelled it out while listening to the podcast. It's a very, um, I feel like I need to put on a blazer when I come to a crystal <laughs> event. I'll just say that. But the thing about crystal though, whether it's a meeting 
or whether she's showing up somewhere. I've never seen a seen her just show up in jeans yeah. or a t-shirt or and there's nothing wrong with that. Be who you are, but that's what I'm talking about as far as the consistency of branding. And it doesn't like I said, it doesn't mean that you have to do it. But what I've noticed noticed about who she is, and we've had discussions um, about you know where she gets her hair done and stuff like that, but she shows up consistently in a certain way that doesn't mean she don't wear sweatpants but when i see her yeah but but when i see you (laughs) corporate on the top part on the bottom but uh yeah but when i see you when you show up when people see you it is consistent when your team members show up at events it is consistent they don't have on sweatpants or or flip-flops or whatever your brand is very consistent through your workers it's very uh I'm saying I want to say top chef, but we're not talking about liquor. Like it's very, um, it's hard to say. It gives you a feeling of, you know, which I'm going to skip a question because it goes with that. How how do you create people to sell for you as a brand advocate? Like I'm kind of, I'm doing it right now, just telling everybody about what I perceive and so on and so forth. But you have team members that have bought into how you do business. You have clients that are attracted to how you do business. You have certain vendors that you work with because of your branding and how you do business so how do you create advocates uh you know if i was you know to sell for you for people to say hey you need to work with crystal because crystal is this how do you create brand advocates so i think it's exactly what you you just what you just did you and i have a working relationship so and we've created a relationship that we trust right um there and and i think you and i both trust each other and i'll and for the people on the podcast cease and i we will go edit sometimes yes that's been times where he's came to me be like Did you just <laughs> yell at me i did not appreciate that we, we'll have it at, we'll have some and i appreciate that because i can i can be that <laughs> but that's all a part of business and that's all a part of trust and i'm so glad that he felt comfortable coming to me saying that and there are times when i come back to him yeah, that's and true. i'm like yo you wasn't on it your game today <laughs> yeah you wasn't on it today but we had we have that we have that relationship and we built that and i want yes. to build that with all of my vendors and pretty much i have because i'm organic you get what you say Mm-hmm. And if if that's how it is, I'll keep on I'll, I'll keep calling you every event that I, every event that I get because now I've created a trust. It's all about relationships, right? So it's just it's a it's personal, just like it is you know professional. Right. Don't we don't miss the two, but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's all about trust and building relationships, and that's what we've done. Um, probably eighty percent of our clients come from referrals, mm-hmm. and that's just because we have um, we built that relationship with people. Um, I. For us, is is it, this is my this is my job. It is not my hobby. Mm-hmm. So it is what I do seven days a week. I would like to say five, but it's seven days a week. It's what right. I do all the time. So it's something I take extremely serious, and I think people know that when they meet us in a consultation. I'm very very clear with clients mm-hmm. on the type of client that I want. A lot of times, I don't even. I'm be honest. Sometimes they don't even make it to the point where I meet them in person because I can kind of say, oh, we're probably not going to have a good working relationship. And not because anything is wrong with them or me. It's just because you can kind of yeah, kind of already tell how things are going to be. Yeah. So I think my clients appreciate that upfront honesty uh-huh. um, when I when I when I talk to them, people come in my office and I'll tell them 
I've told many people, you should probably just go to the justice of the peace. You know, <laughs> that'll be a lot better for you. You know, that's correct. And they'll, they'll say, I really appreciate that versus yeah. me selling them on a dream that I can't give them. Yeah. So, um, you know, people appreciate you when you're just honest and you're just real with them. And that's what we've always did. I treat people like I want to be treated. So when you do that, yeah. you create trust, you create relationships, and therefore you create a brand advocate in itself. Sometimes it's hard for people to remember that it, it's okay to say no. It's okay to not be a fit with someone. It's mm-hmm. most, the most important thing is, is being yourself yeah. and, and, and pursuing, um, you know, the brand that you want, the mission that you want. Yeah. So I would ask, you know, Rosis and I, Rosis and I have been, you know, talking about what, what we see a little bit of your brand as what do you like, what is, what do you see your brand as? What is your brand Mm. message? What is your goal with, what are you trying to convey to the world with your company? So, um, so you are, my business is definitely built on core values. So we have five of them. Um, we execute on expectancy, whatever my client expects, I execute and Mm -hmm. I actually try to execute above what they expect. Mm -hmm. So that's one, um, we do what we say we're going to do. Mm -hmm. I I don't, I don't shoot you just, I don't sell just to sell. I sell because you're paying me to do something and you're going to get whatever I told you I'm going to do. And then I expect the same thing from my vendors too. Mm -hmm. Um, we, um, create a wow factor. Yeah. I don't believe in doing an event and there's not a wow factor in it. Somebody needs to leave and they need to be talking about it on the car ride home. Yeah. That, that, that happened at this event. Yes. Um, we strive for innovation, not limitation. What, what, what can we come up with new? I do not want my event to look like the person next door, or I, I just want to come up with something new. Now, is there going to be the same element to an event a lot of times? Absolutely. But what do we do different at your event that stands apart from the rest? Hmm. That's big for us. And then um, lastly, um, doing the right thing by um, our clients, not only our clients, our vendors. Uh, I'm partial for both of them. You know, I I work for both. So making sure we're doing the the right thing. So that's what my brand stands for. Um, My brand also stands big, and I hope people see this, um, big with diversity. I, um, I, my team is very diverse. I purposely did it. That's the way I live my life. Mm. And that's the way I want my business to be ran. Um, so we're big, we're very, very big with that. I want to do, when you look at my portfolio, it it does not look like, it does not look the same. It looks all over. over, That's the way I want it to be. Mm. And I also want, when I, when I book a vendor, I prefer my vendor to look the same way. Right, mm-hmm. right. Let, yeah. me, let me ask you a follow-up question, Crystal. So with those core values, how did you, how do you bring those, introduce those, present those core values to the world through your brand, through your, how do you want people to see those core values? How are you conveying that through, you know, through, you name it through your team, through your website, through your logo, through your events. How do you, so, so for our listeners listening and they're thinking, All right, this is what I, this is what I want. This is what I want to achieve. This is what I want to stand for. But man, I, I don't know how to convey that. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you come to that place? What, what steps did you go through or how did, how did, yeah. How did you decide, All right, this is how I want people to see this. Uh, it's growth. It's definitely growth. I think people, um, I do a lot of mentoring with um, different planners and, I preach to them often, there, you, there's a crawl to this thing. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't wake up and those are my core values. I didn't even have yeah, any yeah. core values when I started. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing here, you know? So there's yeah. a, you got to crawl, you know, you yeah. got to figure out, you mess up a lot. You know, those first couple of uh, weddings I did, I think I paid for more than I know that I paid for more than I made. Yeah. So that teaches you the lesson. And once you learn those lessons, then you can easily build your business on what you want it to be. You know, whether you're interning or whatever, what you, you look at, what do I want for my business? What don't I want for my business? Huh. Figure that piece out and then run with it. But still, at the end of the day, still be yourself. Yeah, I love it. Troy, man, that question and the way you ask it, I'm trying to refrain because we can keep digging. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to just throw this curveball because Troy's question just, I'm going to throw this curveball. So who is your ideal client? And what do you do as a company to attract that client through what you do? Like how? Oh yeah, it's a great question. Because what Troy said like hit something, and I was like, okay, so who is your ideal client? Once you once you say that, so how do you position your company to attract that? Because branding plays a role in that as well. Because you just told us how your team members should operate with your clients and just your mentality. So now how do you attract that particular client and just practically like, you know, there's certain clients that are not going to approach you. Mm-hmm. So not because not because they think it's just the branding like they're. Yeah, I'll let you answer. So it's funny. So when people ask about ideal clients, I think you have to be so careful with that. That's correct. That can be stereotypical. Okay. I can have this avatar out there of what I want my client to look like, what age she is, where she was, her salary, all that Mm -hmm. type of stuff. And do I have it all written down? I do. Do I attract that kind of client? Mostly. But there are times where I don't. And that client can will still book me. Mm -hmm. They still have the dollars, you know, to to do that. Um, I think as you grow in a business too, you become more comfortable with saying. You'd be more, you, can, you can be more comfortable with saying yes and no. Okay. And, and when you give the no, why it's, a, why it's a no. And I hope I'm making sense to this without like getting deep. I, I, I want to dig deeper. But I don't want to. I, I, what I've learned is I don't, I 100% do not shoo away clients based on surface stuff. Okay. Because you never, ever know. Right. A lot of people, a lot of people will miss their blessing and miss miss an opportunity because they they go on what they see here. Oh, she yeah. preaching, and not and not what the real person is. So you got to really get to know people. So you, I think, as a business owner, we're always taught to have an ideal client in mind, and that's fine, cool. You can have it, but have conversations with people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and have real conversations because you never know what's under what's underneath. So. Well, I'm going to say this. There's certain clients that we attract according to what we put out. I think Kristen Wilson from our DJ Rocks uh, sent me up. Um, we were talking and she said, uh, your vibe attracts your vibe. If a, wedding, if, a, if a wedding planner is known for doing rustic, but she doesn't do a... Well, no, she does a lot of barns, but she doesn't do a lot of hotels, for example. What does she, what does she put out there to attract that opposed to the other if that makes sense. I think I done dug myself a little too deep. Um, but I was trying to piggyback off of Troy's question of how do you how are you conveying what you're conveying and how are you attracting what you your ideal client? If, and Troy, am I making sense? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay. 
all organic. I think you attract, it's, it's just like in your personal life, you attract people just by your personality. Okay. Um, okay. I never want to, and I know I'm, I'm going to be a little different in this. I don't okay. want people not to approach me because they don't think they can afford my services. Okay. Here's why, because maybe they can't, but there's somebody out there for them. And Good I want to be that resource to be able to tell them who that person is because there's somebody out there that needs their business. I'll, uh, Good, good segue here, because uh, I know we're we're coming up on time, yeah. uh, and we we could go a whole Gosh. other segment on this. Crystal, so, you got yeah, my like, mind is going round, round two on branding. So, Crystal, at the end at the end of every podcast, Rosis and I uh, share what 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 our biggest takeaway each was. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll go first because my biggest takeaway from this is you said the word consistency. Mm-hmm. And so I think in, in talking about branding uh, for our listeners, that that is a huge fact uh, or thing that needs to be put in play is consistency across everything you do. You mentioned yeah. also you want your your colleagues to be on the same page as you. To me, that comes into consistency. It's everyone you work with, everyone that mm-hmm. represents you. It's got to be consistent. The the imagery you put out there, the yeah. videos you put out there. There the, you go. Um, so I so I. I it's intentional. I always, I want to be known as a jeans and jacket guy. Um, and I do it on purpose because I want people to know I am comfortable in jeans and I'm comfortable doing the rustic wedding, but I, I have also lived in a very high end corporate world, fancy world yeah. too. And I can put yeah. on a suit and I can rock your wedding at a umpteen zillion dollar, whatever yeah. I can do. I can do both. And I want my brand to be that for myself and my team, because with, with, uh, with the, the team size we have, I got people who are, country and chill and can work in this environment. And I got mm-hmm. people that can work in this environment. And so that's all intentional across everything I do. And so that's my takeaway is consistency across everything, every person, every affiliation, every image, every word, every color. I look at your lip gloss today and I see your lip. I see the color of your logo in your lip gloss. Like, see? Yeah. There you go. Troy. So um, that's what I'm talking about. So anyways, that, that's my, that's my takeaway. Did you do now, Crystal? Did you do that on purpose, or that just happened? No, I I told I told you I just organic. It's just who I am. I think I purposely will wear. I don't even think it's purpose. I think it's just a part of me. It, the yeah, black, yeah, black and pink. It just come. It just in that. I don't even think about it. It just it's part of who I am. It's, it's right. part of who you are. And, like and, you like the shade of pink. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it's in her branding, and even the way her notebook is sitting, like. It's become so part of it. Well, no, it is you. And now you do it without thinking. You do it without thinking. So, wow. My my takeaway today is um, was twofold. It's being who you are and that'll naturally come out in everything. Um, and I got to kind of I got to take away from Troy, too, as far as man. now I'm writing a book report. But long story <laughs> short is the consistency and just being who you are, it'll come out organically. Um, but for that person that wants to be, want their branding to be something and they're not there yet, you it looks like you got to become that person so it doesn't look like you're trying. It just flows out of you. Um, so, um, yeah, that's those are my takeaways. And then you said the word feel. Yeah, that was that was huge for me as far as like what I want my team members to feel when we're doing what we're doing and creating those experiences. And then what do I want my client to feel? When they think about Ceasefire Productions, what what do they feel? When they think about Fab Creative, what do they feel? What do they feel long after the event is over? 
when they call you back and like, Crystal, we want you to do this. Like, what was it that they felt to say she's our go-to for everything that we do for the rest of our lives? So that's, that's that was my biggest takeaway outside of the other three. Y'all had takeaways? Yeah, we got takeaways. <laughs> you are you, 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 hey, you already had two brand advocates here and us. And now oh, we're, you already know. We're yeah. drinking the Kool-Aid. We're over yes. here. Oh, yeah. Guzzling. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Crystal, we we definitely appreciate you being on the show. It's definitely an honor to to finally get you on, uh, you know, interview and recording and stuff like that. Um, but can you tell the people where they can find you and where they can find your work? If they got some questions, um, where can they go? Where you can find me? Yes. Like I'm, like I'm out here in these streets. Yeah. <laughs> So our website is our new website um, is www.wearefatcreated.com. Well, definitely an honor, Troy, man. It's always a pleasure to hop on another awesome episode of Pros on Fire. And uh, any any other nuggets you want to drop on them before we sign out? I say let's do it again real soon. Uh, let's do it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pros on Fire podcast with Troy and Rossis. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and visit prosonfire.com for more information.